Shut up and sit down. All these dialed guys are super strong, beef mountains. What's kicking, little chicken? You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day from a quote by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. It's never too soon for some good old-fashioned preparation. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. We got a lot of drinks here today. What is everybody drinking today? I got a plethora of drinks here. He I've, does. Got, I've got a sparkling water. I have a another, another sparkling. sparkling water, which is mandarin and lemon, different flavors. And I also brought a coffee from Hidden Rivers Roasters in Canada. I was just looking at that. Yeah. That's a neat looking little mug there, too. Yeah. This is my wife's mug. She actually picked up the coffee for me, and it's um like a latte with like almond milk or something i don't know it's pretty good i need to check that place out you should have a sip Mm, let's give it a shot yep (laughs) what you sipping on boy (laughs) that's my favorite and that would be mr matt legrand what's up ladies and gentlemen of the internet how are you guys doing good very good excellent you feel better after that sip of coffee that was great yeah (laughs) and evidently the mediterranean has better wi-fi than we do mr lance romance (laughs) (laughs) this lance romance i am on location today coming at you from where am I? International Man no of Mystery, knows. Lance. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so confused. That should be our main topic. Where getting... is Lance today? <laughs> Lance doesn't even know where he is. I'm somewhere in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean in between Italy and Croatia okay. right now. So, oh. what's, the, what's the weather like there? Is so, it pretty warm? Um, it's like in the 70s, although today we spent the day in a town called Split, Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a really cool 1,700-year-old wow. castle area that was really cool to kind of explore. And it was kind of rainy all day today. So. Oh, okay. Are you guys going to do like Greek island type yeah. stuff? We are doing – we're going to Greece in a couple of days, okay. in a couple of days. And we're actually going on a mountain bike tour that day. No I am going to do some mountain biking in Greece. Sweet. So that's, that's be the tough plan. To beat. But it's – it, it's going to be tough because I think it's about nine miles and we have four hours to do it. <laughs> nine miles? So, four hours. So how many times are you going to repeat that loop then, Lance? Is what it's, it's, it, will be, it will be interesting. I'm That's wondering what kind of mountain bikes they're going to have for him. They're yeah. going to be like, here's this Walmart 60, mountain bike. 65-pound. Exactly. You can carry everybody's food. Well, I don't care what it's going to be. Lance going to look like a hamster in a hamster wheel going around in circles yeah. on everybody. Exactly. <laughs> You'll have fun. It's true. I want the challenge. GoPro on you, and I want to see how many times you just ride around yeah. circles around the group. We're gonna have to see. You're gonna have to challenge some Greek mountain they bikers. Stop. We're gonna have to see the quality of Greek That's mountain a good biking. Idea. <laughs> All right, let's get our backpedal started. Lance, why don't you start us off, babe? 
Um, let's see this, this last week, I actually raced a couple times. I raced on Monday night and I raced on Tuesday night at, uh, Portland International Raceway. Um, uh, had just fantastic fun times both nights, uh, sacrificed my own results both nights to help teammates and both nights teammates won the races. So that was just, uh, super great to be a part of that to be a part of a team and to, help lead a guy out on both nights and it was it was just the cool stuff i really i really enjoyed it so raced really hard monday night and tuesday night um and then just uh i rode with jake um thursday i think before i left Uh we went out for and i caught some flack because um (laughs) um jake and i just went out screwing around for like an hour and a half and Jake actually led me out for one little segment to try to get the KOM on, which I did get. And then uh, people hassled me because I was getting lead outs for KOMs. They're like, you get lead outs for KOMs? Like when somebody offers it. Yes, of course I get <laughs> Well, awesome. for that one in particular, yes, they Is can give a- you crap. Ha ha. You know, that's that's all fun and games. But you still, that that's a steep little climb. Is that? Is, I, I mean, it's basically a sprint KOM though then, right? Like a little, a little well, steep pitch. Uh, it's very steep. It's about a what is that? About an eighteen percent grade, nineteen percent grade when you hit yeah, that. Yeah, it's a super steep eighteen percent grade. One little steep pitch. Yeah, I just got up to the. It base. was only. Go ahead. Yeah. You got it was only past. it was only like twenty seconds or something like that, and we came around the corner. And Jake's like, "Hey, you just get on my wheel, and I'm gonna ramp it up, and you go for the KOM up this thing." I'm like, "Uh, okay. How long is? That? I don't even know how long it was or anything." It was, you're a climber now, but we got Lance. you're a climber now, Lance. <laughs> no, it was and I thought somebody seconds. else. I thought somebody else had the KOM when I, when I went back and looked. Oh, no. It was our teammate yeah. Whitney Phillips. Oh, so, Whitney, like, oh sorry, yeah. Whitney. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> yes, now, Whitney's now. Whitney, now it's on. He's gonna crush all of your KOMs. Yeah, there you go. Over. <laughs> Whitney's Whitney's gonna grab uh, one of the Chris's for a lead out here and get a lead out train and grab that back. There you go. <laughs> That's I, right. Yeah, I could understand. So that was if, fun. I got to. Yeah. yeah, I I got I got to ride with Jake a little bit, which was awesome, and we had a good time. So I remember you guys sending um, out a message for that ride, and like I was like, "Can I'm watching kids," and like my wife like said she saw the like as she was pulling into my house to like switch you know swap off, she said she saw the dial group leaving, and I was like, "Oh, I could have caught that group." Oh, <laughs> could have rode with you guys yeah. next time. Definitely next time. Mm-hmm. Then you flew out on Thursday, but I flew out on Friday, Friday. morning. Okay. Yeah, Friday morning, flew uh, through Germany into Venice, Italy, and then spent a couple days in Venice, Italy. Um, I'm I'm on a trip with my with my wife and a couple of my sisters and their husbands. It's our 25th uh, wedding anniversary, so we are traveling through six or seven countries here in Europe wow. to celebrate our 25th anniversary. So a lot of walking and a lot of stuff. We're just kind of enjoying ourselves. So. It's we've, all good. We've been following the Instagram and mm-hmm. uh, looks pretty good. My wife's quite jealous of your lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am very jealous. Of, well, actually, your marriage has been almost as long as I've been alive. So I guess you do deserve you a go. much better trip than I do. So, <laughs> oh, hey, Lance, did you take your uh, your vector pedals and your iPad mm. so you oh, can hop on yeah. Swift? We, I, I guess we talked about that. If you haven't checked Strava, um, I just uh, posted a. Uh, Zwift workout about two hours ago. Nice, actually. Wow. Yeah, had, so had that yeah, work out. I took my. It, it, it worked pretty good. The, I mean, the Wi-Fi, as you can hear, is 
almost good enough to make it work. And so I took my vector pedals, I and I brought a the little a little short wrench to change, and I was able to get the pedals off the spin machine, the spin bike at in the workout place, and put my pedals on and hooked it up to my iPad, and it it worked. That's so awesome. Cool. The the numbers seem off a little bit, but you know that's that doesn't matter too check much. The, I'm just trying to check the crankling. I'm trying to do enough. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I mean, check the crankling. You know, it's just a weird. That'll... That'll affect the percentage. What's of... your average uh, exercise bike crank like? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, one. I have no idea. One seventy-five would be my guess, or yeah. they shortened them up a little I bit. I bet you they shortened them up. I, I would bet say something. shorter. I too, bet you they're okay. weird. I bet they're like one sixty-five or something really yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. to service a wider diversity. Yeah, or wider diverse crowd. That's true. Um, yeah. it, it just looked and see what's stamped be. on the inside of the the crank arm. Yeah. So, cool. You right. can't even see the inside of the crank arm. Oh, really? That should like be one of our polls. Oh, we should take like a bet on that. Like, what do we think the actual? I'm I'm gonna go even lower. I'm gonna say 155. Yeah, I'm gonna say be because to, they can. Yeah, might be able to look it up online, find out what the making the manufacturer is. Yeah, and oh. just see yeah, what maybe. those things come stock with. May have to may have to Google that during this at some point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Evan, you want to backpedal? Uh, my backpedal is going to be by far the least interesting, and I am so excited about it. I did basically nothing this week. That's awesome. Like almost nothing. I, I like, think I worked out four times. Evan, can you work out? No. Oh, wow. No. I can't do it. No, I was just like, I can't. Nope. <laughs> it was great. Four times. I did other <laughs> things. I hiked Dog Mountain and actually got to see the wildflowers, which was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's like four times as like a normal person. Like that's how much they yeah. would, a normal person would work out in a it week. It felt great. Maybe more than a normal person. I don't know. I think I think actually yeah, if I was to go by averages, I think it's three times a week for 30 minutes is the national average generally. So. Did you get good sleep? I got great sleep all week. Good. Yeah. I wow. ate all the foods I hadn't ate in like the last three months. So is this a preseason break? Like this a is, mid-season break? Yeah. Like what is this? I, I've, I'm, I'm going to start working these into the future. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Cody, who raced uh, ITU Pro for a little bit. He was a buddy of mine back in Ohio who right. I lived with for a while. And I remember in the couple years he was pro, he always took one week in like June at some point where he did nothing. Yeah. Just like it was just his mid-season break. And I've even looked and seen that there's actually quite a few pros that do that. I know Ben Hoffman used to do that. Oh, really? Um, there, there's quite a few names of guys who will pick one week during the summer where they just don't do anything. You should um, do some interesting stuff like follow your resting heart rate and see if yeah. you see some changes. Because I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, yep, overtraining, overtraining all the time. And then all yeah. of a sudden you see a dip or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see. And it was, it was weird because I got back in the pool after not having been in the pool for four days expecting just to be terrible in the pool like i was expecting after yeah, four days off yeah. like oh i'm gonna be awful no. felt great yeah i was like sprinting like 36 37 second 50 meters like yeah. still doing okay so right yeah we'll see um I, I haven't been on the bike in like six days so today will be my first day back on the bike i had to do some stuff this morning so i'm back to training this afternoon okay. and evening yeah we'll have to talk about that because i want to see what your yeah. bike plans are alan plank wants to bike too so yeah i've got i've got some serious uh work to do on the bike here coming okay. up yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was fun. a it was a fun, boring week. Cool. Did Ooh. you like hang out with your girlfriend a ton or? Uh, she's in Denver this weekend. Okay. So yeah, Man. during the week I did though. Yeah. Okay. And we were in Tennessee together, which was awesome. Yeah, so Cassie was there being a being a champ and just honestly being like, like it's so so important to have somebody at those races help. that's helping you out. Absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Can't even express how awesome that is. Cool. Matt, backpedal. Yeah. My week has been horrible. Uh oh. I, it's, it's, oh, no. oh no. I don't remember who I was talking to. It's you worked like, out more than I did. <laughs> it's but here's the thing, like 
so I, I think the last time we did the podcast, I was like, oh man, I ran with my buddy JP and he's in town and we hammered, blah, blah, blah. Ever since that run, my Achilles was like, oh, like no. hurting. Like, so I've been having like calf problems oh. like the whole season, but that like, this is different. This is like a specific spot on the Achilles, like, yeah. and it hurts. And so then I tried to run on, like I gave it a couple of days and I think I tried to run on like Wednesday or something like that. And it hurt. Like, and I just, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this hurts. I'm going to turn around early. So I did two miles hurt. Then I was like, all right, well, should I even try on Sunday or should I give it like a full week to rest? Tried on Sunday, ran three miles, hurt. Like it just keeps getting worse. And oh. so I think I think I've got the most... something for you. I think I do. We're not going to talk about it sure. on the air, but can, I think I think totally. I think I got something for you. Yeah. Well, we're going to be best friends. Start doing. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to be best friends for sure. For some yeah. I got you a six pack of beer. That should make it feel better. I think that's going to help the most, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's just depressing because it's like, you know, I need to be running. A certain amount, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe like this Ironman is just going to be like, I'll hammer the swim, hammer the bike and just plan on walk jogging. And honestly, it might be more fun that way. And it might be more like I'll fast, like recovery wise. Like I don't get that sore from hammering the bike. Like I might be a little sore the next day or the next two days, but you really get beat up from like those hammering of like when you run a marathon hard, like that's when you're like, I'm going to need like a week off and I'm going to need to take it easy for the next three weeks after that. So it's like, Maybe this this Ironman is just not going to be You're 60, 60 ish days out from this. Yeah, Ugh. I know. Man, still a lot that's of days. A bummer. Still a lot of yeah, days. Yeah, and honestly, like there's still time. There's still yeah, time. There but is. so so I'm still scheduled to race my first triathlon on Sunday. Blue yeah, Lake, so right? almost a week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I basically decided that I'm not going to run until I <laughs> until I get off the bike and like throw the race shoes yeah. on, and I'm going to run the 10k and. Mm-hmm. I I think I'll do okay, which I know is a weird thing to say. Like maybe I'm stupidly optimistic, which I think is definitely the case. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like I think that if I can get the swelling to go down, like I, I mm-hmm. run okay even when I'm not training that much. Um, it, it's not going to be a great race, but I kind of want to just get past it, do it. I could just skip it too. Like that's the other thing I could do. Yeah. I could skip the whole race and do a long bike ride, which might be good for me. I don't know. You could do the swimming. Yeah, but you've then, already yeah. but you've already paid for this race, right? You're I get, already raised. You've already I get all these races for free. You've already do all these races for free. You've already done like yeah, really but still, good bike workouts though. So I think yeah. just testing it off the bike, just yeah, see how it feels at that point is worth it. And I think it, it's more. Yeah, it. and if it's a big fat nope, go, and, go jump yeah. back on your bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I could do that. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Lance. And you still you still need like the transition practice sure. and uh, yeah. and make you know testing all your race gear stuff yeah, again just to make sure it's all going and so one of the things i was complaining to my wife about because i complain a lot was <laughs> like i'm only racing like three times this season yeah which is crazy because it's like you I, I like to race myself into shape yeah like i don't feel like i'm gonna have raced enough i mean unless you count that duathlon that i did See, which... this is where I'll, I'll i'll give you some confidence like i'm i'm the exact opposite i i, I like training myself into yeah. shape and only racing a couple times right. i know you've told me you like that kind of racing and feeling yeah. that that sort of fitness yeah. build I mean, you, you've been building a really good bike fitness. You, I'd rather you go and surprise yourself on a race day than try and race yourself and, you know, get into that mental game. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you know, I need to probably like lose some weight still. I need, there's a lot of stuff that I can still do, get this swelling down and hope for the best and, you know, try and hope, you know, things turn around towards the middle of the season. And if it's not a great triathlon season, then that's not. And yeah, just quit triathlon and start riding bikes more. I know. Cyclocross, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. could happen. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Take your take take your bets now, guys. Could happen. Could happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, just before this podcast, like right before this podcast, I um, did an open water swim, and it's hard to be depressed when you go and you get to swim yeah. in like the open water, and you're surrounded by like pine trees and you know 
beautiful water and I got to swim with uh, one of our friends, uh, Nate and his wife, Julie. And it was just oh, super cool. And there were a couple other people out there that I knew that just happened to be out there at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was awesome. And uh, Jake's wife also swam before we got there. I didn't actually get to see her out at the, at the lake, but man, we're getting towards some really cool wow. summer, yeah. summer activities, yeah. which, you know, open water swimming is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, she was out there with a bunch of her friends. I think there was like four or five of them, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And then a bunch of them, um, got out of the, the water and went and rode bikes and then went for really? a run. So they you did their little mini me. triathlon they're today. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good confidence booster for them. So I can't complain too much. Life is good. Yeah. 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 Hey, and Fallen Leaf Lake is, like you said, it's tough to like, it's, it's tough to have a bad day when it, yeah, you can go and swim in Fallen Leaf Lake. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. almost always get out and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like a million bucks. So. I'm like looking forward to get back into that. Jake, was, you could splash your feet in there and you'd come out and you'd be like, you're right. Yeah. I do yeah. feel good. Maybe I need to get a, a sit down at paddleboard or something like that. That's, I that's what I was going to say. Is like come maybe, yeah. yeah. I can come out there and get a little bit of a workout and I can help like spot people or make yeah. sure yeah. everybody's safe. Well, I don't I know if I'm going to save anybody out of the water. I think no. I, I just want to try the stand-up paddleboard yeah. on there just because it would be pretty cool. Yeah. So on Thursday, um, we'll have people over, over at the Fallen Leaf Lake swim series thing that I put on. And we'll have two op- at least two stand-up paddleboards out there. So cool. anyone that wants to try it can mm-hmm. take the stand-up paddle boards and go out there. I'll be happy to come out and do that, and I'll take some pictures, too, if you guys want. Oh, my gosh. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Yeah, pictures yeah. and maybe video? Yeah, sure. Okay. All. Awesome. All. Yes. I'm going to sneak over after work. Yeah, right. you do have to. have to. You yeah. have to. All right, I'm going to sneak in my back pedal here real quick before we get into the lead-out news. Um, went out to PIR on Monday, and everybody's texting here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. And did not race um, just because I was dealing with uh, not feeling 100% still, yeah. and there was a threat of rain, but never really came to fruition. But um, got to watch my son race again. I was about to ask about Barrett. How yeah, did he, do? he did really good. It was a, a little bit more of a challenge for him this week because really? he had a pretty stiff headwind, oh, and okay. he got a little bit of separation from some of the older kids, and that was okay. his goal was to hold on to some of the older kids kids mm-hmm. you know he's nine almost 10 and he wanted to hang with the kids that were like 12 and 13 i thought he wasn't even allowed to race until he was 10 race age 10 oh okay, race age so this year he's racing so he's actually like probably the youngest kid out there then isn't he uh pretty darn close yeah, yeah. i was gonna say um, there, there might be another kid out there that that's not that thing. same range yeah. but most yeah. of the kids are about a year or two older than him so yeah he uh he did well i mean he he didn't have his same mile per hour jump up um but he uh, he did well. He felt what it was like to ride into a little bit of a stiff headwind, yep. and you know he went out there and got his stuff done. Yeah. Got to take a bunch of pictures. He of him got the lesson in that miles per hour don't always matter. And that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. he, he understands now how much uh, how important it is to stay on mm-hmm. somebody's wheel, um, yep. especially when there's wind in your face. So wow. And then the um, next night came around Tuesday night, and I went ahead and pinned down a number. Went out there and raced in the um, open one two threes. That's that's all was, that, yeah. that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit sketchy. There were some people out there that were just kind of riding a little bit loosey-goosey and kind of bombing into lines where they didn't necessarily belong and people just kind of doing some kind of squirrely things but um everybody managed to keep the rubber side down uh no mm-hmm. crashes and uh, i think i managed to i think it was eighth place finish mm-hmm. out of a field of 72 so. or three 72 wow. or 73 people that's so. good i'm yeah. surprised i figured you'd kind of just chill out towards the back but eighth place that's that's up there yeah and that's the those are the big dogs it, it, that's that's a big field of guys in one, two, three. So, um, this is Jake is Jake is back to his, at least the, your legs are close back to that. They're, yeah. they're getting right. closer. Yeah. Yep. They're getting mm-hmm. closer, but there's still some work to do, which is good mm-hmm. yeah. for me. Like knowing that I'm not a hundred percent and I'm still able to go out there and kind of hang that mm-hmm. that's like, all right, we Holy just got to keep plugging away at this. And you know, it makes me feel a whole lot better from when our butts get kicked by him on the ride. It's like, <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. At least he's one of the best in the region. Yeah. One of the best regions yeah. in the country. Oh. So, <laughs> When you're out there, I'm still learning all the different people because mm-hmm. there are some 
seriously strong guys out yeah. there and like figuring out which wheels you need to be on in the right spot right. and like w- yeah. which pre laps you want to try and put an effort out there because there's some guys that will, they can go for it every single time mm-hmm. and they're going to finish in the points almost every single time and they're in that same position at the finish so yeah <sighs> i don't know if i'm going to beat that 20 something year old guy that's just got legs for oh, days yeah. and whatnot but it's still fun to get out there and mix some up them, some so. teams need to pick those guys up or something then yeah <laughs> and then uh like lance said we did a ride and then um it was fun kind of leading him out. I know he got a little bit of flack for that, but um, I'll take uh, some of the blame for that because that was partly my idea. <laughs> and and not for nothing, it was not a cakewalk for Lance when he did that. He finished that, and I think he was squealing for about the next five minutes trying to cast, oh, catch his breath. It was pretty funny. I was gassed. I was wheezing. for the, and We still had to climb up the rest of this hill, and I, Jake just um, – yeah, I was back there wheezing for like four minutes. Yeah, it was pretty ride though. It was fun. <laughs> I was wheezing so much that Jake kind of circled back to me and says, "Are you okay?" <laughs> what was your what What was your twenty second power there, Lance? Oh, it was probably you know over twelve hundred watts. I'm not Jeez. sure. It, it I don't was, understand how you guys put out that hard. much watts. I was I watching care. Alan Plank's video. He posted a video care. and he was doing some sprints at PIR and stuff like that. It's over like it was like same kind of thing, like twelve hundred watts, and I'm like. If I get half yeah. that, I'm happy. I probably need to figure out how to do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into some lead out news. Evan, why don't you kick us off? Because I think you want to talk about the Giro. Give us oh, an update. Oh, oh the yeah. Giro. There, there has been no, no shortage of drama in that Italian race. I haven't watched anything in the past week, so I know nothing. It's gonna be awesome it to is, get an update. So, so here's here's the the what's been going on with the Giro lately is. There is, uh, so Roglic is still in very good place. I think okay. the, the, the last time we discussed this, you know, uh, Primoz Roglic was still um, in, in prime contention. Actually, at that time, he was probably still in the pink jersey, which is the leader's jersey. Um, since then, there has been, the, 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 the Giro this year is so brutally tough in the stages that there's so many mountain stages. Right. It's not that the mountain stages are, and I mean, they're, they're hard, don't get me wrong. It's not like there's any one that's like wildly harder than any stage that they've had in the past. It's the density of how many mountain stages they have. And what's what's been going on is Primos and Nibali, uh, yeah. another favorite, really the two favorites being right. those two guys, and probably Simon Yates what? pre-race he's was yeah. he's he's still within touching distance, okay. but he's yeah he he had a rough start to the mountain right. stages. Um, uh, Nibali and Roglic have been kind of just watching and tracking each other, and anybody who you know, even when we're talking about local races, if you're in a race and you know, let's say you're racing Jake, yeah, all eyes are on Jake in that race. Sure. And that that plays with sometimes the, you know, somebody who's strong can get away then. Yeah. Because all attention is on one or two people. Yep. And, you know, Movie Star has kind of slid into that role of being a team that has a, a, a gluttony of ton, a great sight of climbers. Uh, climbers yeah. yeah. So in these mountain stages, they've they've been attacking left and right. And right now in the in the yellow is uh um they have God, I'm, I'm going to get the guy's name wrong. Uh, Richard Carapaz, which is uh, a really, really good climber from Movie Star, and had a great day on one of the mountain stages hmm. and has kept that gap, actually. So now going into stage, I believe, 16 here, which is a rest day. Okay. They have another time trial. I don't know if... Or they they, they or do they to finish or... the race. Okay. To finish okay. the race, gotcha. they, they have a time trial, which is a really interesting thing because so coming up there are going to be four really really tough mountain stages okay and then the the giro ends on a time trial 
So here's the game that Roglic oh. is trying to play. But Nibali's not a superstar time trial. I mean, he's good, he's right? He's good, but he's not but, as good as Roglic, Roglic is right is now. Better. Yeah. But there, I, I was just reading an article where they talk about it's hard to predict these time trials at the end of three-week stage races. Because yeah. if Roglic has to burn matches, he he could be in trouble on, on that third. He's 47 seconds right now back from Carapaz. Okay. And Which is about could be. I mean, I don't know how long the time trial is, but yeah, and could there's potentially be that. And there's and there's just so many really good climbers right in the top ten right now. You have, uh, I mean, Zacharine is right outside of the top ten. Who's a uh, Katusha rider who has won a stage already and has shown that he can climb very well. Simon Yates is eighth. Okay. Uh, Bok Malema is in sixth place. Mikel Landa in fifth. Rafael Mica in fourth. So you've got a lot of dangerous climbers all within striking distance. Okay. If on any of those four mountain stages, somebody gets away, Roglic is going to have to make it up on the time trial day. Yeah. And a, I'll tell you what, it's a hard way to do it. It's a hard way to be under pressure the way that he's been for three whole weeks. So yeah. it is, it is going to, yeah, but Roglic, he, Roglic has been great time trialing all year and Nibali not so much. So, yeah. So, and he's got, you know, 10 year younger legs than Nibali too. So, so yeah. And I, and, and, and I agree with you, Lance, if I was Roglic, I actually wouldn't be scared of Nibali right now. I would be more scared of the Someone climbers else. that are behind him. I'd be more scared of somebody launching an attack from early in one of these mountain stages. But yeah, right okay. now he's yeah. in pretty, pretty nice position. He's in second place. We'll we'll see how the next stages go, but there's there's five big days coming up that are going to be very important to the to the race. So stay tuned, everybody. Next I, time we talk, it's going to be done. So. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking like Nibali will probably try and make a like hit, he, he's going to have the, to. The, yeah. The, the way that he usually will race is he'll go from 5k out on a climbing stage. Mm-hmm. It's like you watch yeah. and you're like, I know what he's going to do. He's going to yeah. go at 5k because basically, or you know, he'll people, attack on a descent. He gets creative with his I, attacks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I will be. Interested because he's if to make up that much space, he's gonna have to go some, yep. at some point. He you will. know he can't just counter. Attack. Yeah. So so this is the, the the nice thing about the way that the race is set up right now is that you have a lot of contenders that have to go at some point. So you're gonna get a lot of guys really trying to show their cards at some point in the next five days. What? So. How are you watching this? Are you going online and watching stuff? I on? watch. Um, I use SteepHill.tv, yep. which does a lot of uh, like 40 kilometers right. left sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, they have a couple full races on there. That or if you just search YouTube, you can always find it. Okay. So you're but I'm usually this. watching the stages afterwards. So I'm watching them later that day. It's like in that evening or something yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. then do you watch it on, on the trainer, trainer or usually on the trainer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Best way to stay in touch with it. Lance, I heard you were keeping tabs on a local mountain bike race here. The sister stampede down in Bend, Oregon. You got some news for this, us on that? Yeah, yeah I do. There, the sister stampede is a 10 year running race. It's always um, well done. It's a mudslinger event. Um, and uh, we had some teammates that actually did really good. I'm not exactly sure of um of all the results but i know what my teammates did i know that um uh robert um why is his last name cummings yeah cummings yes yeah robert cummings uh he raced in the elite category i think he took sixth this time there were a couple of big heavy hitters out of ben that came and did the race because it was it's the sister stampede it's just right next to bend oregon And so it pulled some people in from from Ben to do that race. So he took that. We had a teammate in the 50 to 55 category, um, uh, Carol, Nate Carroll. He won that division. Um, another teammate, Chris Weirman, was racing the Clydesdale division, and he won that division. 
and um, in the uh, category two men's uh, uh, 40 to 49 division, we had a teammate, Terry Hamness, that took fourth by just a mere 12 seconds. He was quite <laughs> upset that uh, he didn't make the podium. He missed it by 12 oh, seconds. Wow. A two-hour race, he missed the podium Ouch. by 12 seconds. So yeah. he was kind of kicking himself for that. Um, and then we had um, some juniors race. Uh, Hayden Weirman, um, I think he took second in his division behind Ian Brown, who's this 14-year-old national champion from Bend, um, yeah. Oregon. He's so, a phenom, yeah. Um, but he, he yeah, he's he did pretty well. And... That's the results I know. That's awesome. Cool. Fourteen years old. Yes, he's super fast. He's, he's the one oh when gosh. we went out yeah. and did the uh, the Echo um, mountain bike race. Yeah. Myself and Chris Surratt and Terry Hamness and a few other guys. Um, they they let our category go, and he was racing in the Cat Twos, mm-hmm. and he was so he was lumped in with us. And uh, myself and Chris kind of broke off the front, and he was right there third wheel, and we pulled him for about the first like three or four miles, and then he came around us and was like, "See you later." <laughs> <laughs> that was the last I saw him. The kid yeah. is wicked fast for just a young guy. So, wow, jeez, stupid fast. <laughs> yeah, Matt, do you have some uh, some news? I don't have a ton of um, <clears throat> news for our lead out segment. Um, in our, I would say, like in, ex- in our extreme local news, uh, I am doing. Um, I'm putting on this like um, open water swim series uh, in Camas, Washington, and um, it's basically we're gonna have three races, and they're completely mm-hmm. free. So anyone that wants to like practice open water swimming, get used to open water swimming, any of that sort of stuff, you know, come and check it out. They're going to be, um, the first one will be this Thursday. That's May 30th. And that mm-hmm. is, um, it's going to be like warm up at six o'clock race at six thirty. Mm-hmm. It's only a thousand meter swim, which may sound like a lot to some of you guys. Um, but you should definitely come out there and try it because it's going to definitely be kind of that like party family atmosphere, you know, bring mm-hmm. family, bring kids, bring friends, because yeah. we're going to cook out and it's going to be a, a really fun occasion. Uh, and then we'll do it only twice more throughout the season. Um, and that's going to be June 10th and July 11th. Cool. So it should be pretty fun. And it's an absolutely stunning venue. Oh my gosh. Fallen Leaf Lake in Camas yeah. is just mm-hmm. stunningly beautiful. Yeah. You guys have all of your buoys set up. You've got good support there. Yep great mentors so yeah. this is a come one come all kind of thing for those yeah. that are into it so you know and if even if you're not necessarily like planning on swimming you should come ha- come by and just have a burger or something you know whatever people are grilling yeah. so it should be a very fun time yeah. oh yeah you can meet the podcast crew <laughs> yeah everyone except for lance who no one wants to see lance anyway exactly He's the international man That's of mystery. Right. If exactly. he if he was at there, there the mystery would be done. Would so be, yeah, <laughs> be no mystery. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'll be back for one of them. Maybe okay. he and I can come out uh-huh. there on the the sub boards and yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, just a quick bit of news here from me. Um, American Airlines has joined Alaska Airlines oh. as oh. another cycling friendly airline. They have dropped their rates. Really? And they are now offering bikes this um, is to big fly news. for this is huge. thirty this is bucks. Really big news. Thirty bucks each way for your bike. So it's just like Do you checking another bike. Southwest charged me for Chattanooga. Seventy-five bucks, right? I, I wish it was $75. Oh, is it more than I'm, that? I wish, more? God, I wish more people listened to this so I could just like bash Southwest right now. $150. One way. $150 no, wow. on the what? way back. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Southwest <laughs> should be ashamed of themselves. I, well, I thought They're they were terrible. I thought they were in the $75. Um, no. each way but that's terrible $150 for the bike another $30 for the wheels that I brought yeah oh my gosh what? yeah there's they're terrible um, there are other 
companies that are charging upwards of $200. I think it's United Airlines and they Oh my gosh. It's like they don't like their passengers and they don't like you to you know no. they don't like their bikes either. I have so. so many reasons to not like Southwest now too. Really? Not only did they make me sprint across Detroit Airport, they also are charging ridiculous fees for bikes. Ridiculous. And, and just to give credit where credit is due, Alaskan Airlines has done really well. They're, they're similar so like they're yes. yeah. or something. Yeah, they're the ones that set no. this whole precedent. Yeah. So actually so, Alaska when when I flew with yep. Alaska for Santa Cruz last year, we said, "Hey, this is a bike it's sporting equipment, $0." Yeah. I'm not huh. sure if everybody gets that, but they were they 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 said zero dollars. Yeah. That was because it's I've sporting equipment. Tried every trick in the book and it's generally thirty oh, do they bucks. Generally with, give you 30? Well actually I think Yeah, it's always been thirty bucks from my yeah. memory. Um, I've only had like once or twice I had I was fortunate to get like my hands on a first class airline ticket from mm-hmm. them, which was kind of nice. And because of that, they gave me a like free baggage in general. Oh, I was definitely not so they, first class. So. Yeah, they let me they let me put my bike on there so yeah. um, for free. But otherwise it's always been it also depends on how good of a mood the gate agent is in they must have been in a great mood i must have been smiling really really wide i don't know yeah they're like are you a pro triathlete no that's not all they're like back of the back of the plane like i don't even know what that sport is is that a sport two hundred dollars for your bike and you need to get in the back of the triathlon is that like fishing i don't know what that is (laughs) so i thought that was kind of neat news um one other little one little bit of news here um i don't know if do we care about nario quintana Oh, I care. The, no, what, what happened? happened? He's looking to uh, jump and leave Movistar. He's going to go Star? join um, Andre Grapple's team. That um, was it, oh. Arkea Samsic or something like that. Oh yeah, the newer the in the middle of the season. Team. Uh, after this season, after so this season, yeah, after this season's up. Who else so. is on that team outside of Grapple? I wouldn't even. I know. don't know. I'd have to look at That'd that. Be interesting. I'm trying to think who else is on that team because that's yeah. always been a team that seems like it's been there to support Andre Grapple yep. in the sprint stages, yep. and that's about it. So I can't think of a GC contender they've had recently. So I could be completely missing could be somebody, but some something up with that team. Maybe they're trying to realign oh. themselves and, and be a little bit more diverse. And Movistar's got a lot of good young cyclists, so maybe yeah. they're a lot of good young climbers, yeah. a lot of good young GC contenders. Yeah. It's it, time to grow. Maybe past they said, yeah, yeah, maybe they said something to him like. He's never had like the complete spotlight to himself. No, you know? no, he's always had to share with Valverde or yeah. somebody. And Valverde yeah. earned it because the guy oh, is absolutely. crafty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Quintana, he's he's a solid guy. I mean, when he first yeah. came I on like the scene, lot, like yeah. everybody was talking about how he's much like, potential this guy he's has. The next big guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just don't feel like he ever lived up to that true potential. Not to take anything away from yeah. him. He's a yep. spectacular racer. He was but, still a Grand Tour winner. Like I mean, still yeah. a great rider. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Like I think like he was supposed to be the next Contador. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is. All right. Today's topic, guys. Are you ready for summer? Yes. I think we're ready. So ready. Do you think our listeners are ready for the summer? <laughs> they better be. I've been getting my burn on. I've Did been, you? I've been getting my tan lines crisped. Yeah, I know, right? Chattanooga. And then the, I ruined them this week, but still. The, the best is like the bike tan line. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We should oh, spend the sharp, next, keep them crisp. Yeah. We should spend the next hour talking about bike tan lines. <laughs> are you ready for the summer? Only bike tan lines. Oh, but yeah. here's the thing that I know cyclists hate about triathletes is the varied tan lines oh. that a triathlete will go through. You guys have like 17 tan lines. Yeah. It's it's so bad. I like the cyclist I, just committing to one length one line. tan line. I like that too. I have like four different lengths the, tan line. The problem is the bike tan line, then you put short shorts on. It yep. is the worst look oh, it's that I can even think of. Like Go into your running shorts after a long bike ride. You look <laughs> terrible. You look thing, so bad. Only thing I think of that might be worse is if you're wearing like short jean shorts with a, with a bike tan line. <laughs> That like Lance, sweet. Lance, what are you wearing right now? By the way, is that what you're wearing? Um, I've I've got 
I've got pants on. Oh. He's, got his, he's got his jorts on. Lance, no pants. <laughs> Jean shorts. You know, I, I, nope, no pants. Lance has his pants on. So when I lived in Southern California, we had mm-hmm. summer and we had summer light. So mm-hmm. it was pretty much summer year round down there, and it was yeah. very few days that you would need anything beyond you know just your standard kit. Yeah. And sometimes you might have to put on some arm and toe warmers because it, it if it was seventy five outside. Yeah, and it was exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so on that note, I'm always riding outside. Now I was a, a big, you know person to tell everybody wear your sunscreen and i was always putting it on myself so whatever but i'm still like freaking tan tan yeah my shirt tan line from my jersey was so sharp and i would and i would wear jerseys that had the uv protectant and i would put it on Uh all over i was like white white because you never like whenever i'm out in the sun i'm wearing a shirt or i'm wearing a jersey and then yeah the few times we would go to the swimming pool I would take off my shirt and little kids that, that didn't know me would look over and they would start snickering and pointing and saying, mommy, oh, yeah. daddy, look at that. He looks like he's wearing a white t-shirt yeah. Yeah, or the greatest, pretty bad. the greatest comeback to that is, okay, you can take your shirt off now. Exactly. I love that. But it, it was a sharp tan line because I always wore the, the same uh, kit, yeah. if you will, or it was the, the same manufacturer. So it was the same length and it looked just spectacular. It was marvelous. That's so funny. But, I had, right. a, I, had, I had a funny one going last week because I had just gone on a long ride with you, that 100 miler. Yep. So I had my cycling kit tan yep. line. Went for a run after that. So I had my running kit tan line. Oh, man. And then I went and tried out the Roka speed suit that I had, which is a different tan line. So I literally had a three layered tan line. Oh, my God. And it was like, it just got like pinker as it got closer because yeah. I'm just like white on my back, completely white. Just as so. long as you're not talking about your speedo thong tan lines, we're, yep. we'll be good. That was going to be close second. <laughs> I was considering going on the bike ride in speedo, but all right, just to prove we can talk about anything and jump down any <laughs> rabbit hole, let's get back on track here. Are you ready for summer? This is our summer guide, um, basically our summer preparedness guide for you guys to make sure that you're ready for the summer. So we're going to mm-hmm. run through a bunch of stuff that we think that you might need to uh, pay attention to, maybe brush up on, or just something you might need to uh, think about as we go into summertime here so that you can enjoy said summertime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, just round table, stop, round table style here again. Um, who wants to start? I'm just gonna, hey, Jake. Before we, yeah, before we get rolling, I think I'm gonna have to step out here. It's uh, At what time? We, is we've it? got other things going on here. It's gotcha. anniversary, man. It's it is it's nine thirty here. Oh, Lance has got to go hit the discoteca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta go get my I gotta get my party on in the discoteca. <laughs> in what port city of Croatia? <laughs> okay, before we let you go, we're not gonna. Before we let you go, do you have any like one little tip for uh, summer preparedness? Um, my biggest thing with summer is it's you kind of have to be planned. I mean, you had to know what big races you have, what big trips you have. And kind of uh, backfill it from there, but that's that's with me with no kids and no job. So tooth health? Anything about tooth health? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone last things from you, Lance? Uh, nothing. Nothing comes to mind. So it's all good. Lance, have a wonderful rest of your trip, dude. Uh huh. Can't yeah. wait to hear more about it. Party hard, Lance. Party Say hi hard. to Brandy for us. Uh huh. Have a good time, and hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, let's hope. All Thanks, right, guys. See you, bud. Bye, Lance. Bye. All right. Bye. Matt. What were you going to say to us, Bob? Here's what I think people should do kind of prior to um, kicking off their summer season mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think a lot of us, you know, will take the take full advantage of kind of just having the slightly better weather and things like that. Maybe do a bit more biking. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone should just take a minute and kind of review their flat kit 
you know, basically like whatever bag they have yeah. in their bike. Yeah. Uh, time outside. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, here, here's what I did sort of recently was I basically just kind of emptied out everything I had, took a look at it, put some of it back in there, swapped some stuff out. Um, and I think it just, you know, I don't think you have to do this necessarily to be prepared for the summer, but I think it's an opportunity to do it and just mm-hmm. kind of just check on everything because we'll have flats. We're biking longer typically when yep. the weather's nice. Um, and it's just nice kind of going over that stuff and seeing what you have and kind of know, cause I literally had no idea. I was like, what's in here? I don't remember. Cause it's, I haven't yeah. looked at it in so long. I had and a broken lever in mine. Did you really? Oh yeah. Completely broken lever. It's funny. Cause I don't know why like, I was still in there. <laughs> the wintertime I bike inside so much. I'm just like, I don't know what's in here. Yeah. Can't even remember. Yeah. It's good to take that inventory. Um, yep. you know, mm-hmm. little things too, like, you know, make sure that you've got an extra master link in there. You know, yeah. did that fall out when well, you were changing that. a flat and you had your gloves on and it was raining and all yeah. that other stuff. Just make sure mm-hmm. little things like that are in there. That's a good call, Matt. I like that. Yep. How about you, Evan? I think going through, I think somebody had just brought this up, but it's, it's Matt was a, you had just mentioned like kind of going back through kind of your season goals. That's Lance. Think, yeah. Lance. Yeah. So, I think, you know, whenever January hits, like endurance athletes are not too different than the people who decide to make new New Year's yeah. resolution goals and go into the 24-hour fitness and everything. We all like to kind of talk about the long-term race goals at that point. Once late May, early June hits, like reassess those ones that you have for like August, September, October. Because making those in June, that is like 10, that's 9, 10 months outside of that range. So especially in triathlon where I think people plan for races way yeah. further in advance than cycling does because cycling is such a consistent season i think cycling it's not the end of the world if you're like well i'm probably not going to race that weekend triathlon you race like four weekends it's you know, know. You, you got like a long plan coming yeah. out to that so i think when june comes around just reassessing that um i wouldn't say you know like not everybody needs to take like a week off at any point during the summer but i know for me that was good to take that off and kind of reassess what direction you know you you, you want to go going towards towards that summer really lasts through basically october in this region yeah, at least the last couple of years. I mean, October has been been okay. summer weather still for the yeah. most part. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when we Part, start to get those partially. touches of rain. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's good. Um, I think for me, if this time of year, I mean, we're today is Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and this will come out a few days after that. But it's kind of the unofficial start to the summer, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, as the days get nicer and the days get longer, we're going to go out and do more stuff. Um, just making sure that you do. Um, like a, a good thorough go through of your bike. Cause a lot of us who live here in the Pacific Northwest are going to ride year round and we're going to see a lot of crappy weather in the spring in in the winter time. Um, a lot of times bikes will start to um, break down if you don't spend some time to do a little service. And if that's you taking it to a shop and have them do a full go through on it, or actually um, just pulling it apart yourself. Um, it's a good time to really just rid your bike of all the little things that can cause a lot of damage to the bike, as well mm-hmm. as be a, a noisy nuisance. Nobody do you have? Hurt. Are you swamped? With, or do you have a lot of people that are bringing bikes in for, you know, kind of review? Or yeah, are you swamped? Pretty swamped, but I'm okay. staying on top of my stuff here. Okay, just um, checking. Yeah. You know, okay, so I need to bring a bike in for <laughs> exactly. once over. Yeah, it's just um, you just see a lot of like really bad looking like uh, yeah. rear derailleurs you see a lot of really oh, bad God. looking cassettes and bottom brackets those are the things that really start yeah. to um my road down. bike my road bike is a disaster right now <laughs> it's such a disaster and going through the winter time too um it, it's important to stop and you mm-hmm. got to check those brake pads because grimy yeah. roads and wet oh, conditions yeah. will chew those things up like nobody's business so make sure that your brake pads are you know in tip-top shape so this is the time of year when i really recommend that you know over this past month and into now that people put in a few extra um, bucks or set some time aside too 
you know, really recondition the bike and make sure that it's set up mm-hmm. so that you're going to yeah. have a, a good, successful, good, successful summer riding and you're going to be doing long distance stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing races. You just want your bike to perform the way that it's supposed to. And a clean yeah. bike is a fast bike, which That's we talked true. about last week yes. in our last podcast. Yeah. And so Absolutely. it's worth going through and mm-hmm. taking a little time, clean it up. Yeah. All right. Got some more of them. Yeah. Um, along with that, um, this might be a time of year to consider, you know, swapping out different tires. Um, mm-hmm. You know, check the wear and tear on your tire for sure. But uh, you may want to consider switching from something like um, a Continental Gator skin, which is, mm-hmm. you know, very good when the road conditions are deplorable, mm-hmm. um, to something slightly faster, maybe like a Continental 4000 or 5000, um, which still does have some flat resistance, but is also just a faster tire. Um, this time of year, the roads tend to get a little bit better, a little bit cleaner. Yeah. At least that's what I like to tell myself. And I hope that they're getting better and cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I feel a little more confident riding a tire that's not just built like a tank. Yeah. So yeah. that's something to consider if you guys, you know, are looking at your tires and thinking maybe they could change. Maybe you could swap them out. It's, yeah. It's worth going with something a little less mm-hmm. beefy. Yeah. This time of year too, a lot of people will actually put on a whole different wheel set as yep. well so yep. you've got your winter wheels and then you've got your summer wheels and yeah. it's a good idea to make sure that you got a, a good summer tire on there as well yeah i yeah. um i'm gonna do a video talking about the nv 7.8 race wheels yeah. um and so i'm gonna do Smooth wheels yep i need to get some i need to get out there and ride with those wheels um mm-hmm. so that's a race wheel so that's one of those things where it's like don't really want to ride that race wheel in the winter time but no, as the summer comes around rainy and out yeah. of vancouver lake yeah it, you don't want anything i think the way they're building i think the way they're building carbon wheels these days is that you can you can ride around on them and yeah. they're built well you don't you obviously don't want to you know destroy them um with potholes and things like that but they're built pretty solid mm-hmm. so yeah and then what's another one Another big one is, so I know, and I always have to go through this each year because I'll be honest, during the winter, I never really think about nutrition in like any capacity. Yeah. Basically going a hundred mile ride around here, 55 degree weather. Yeah. You don't feel cloudy. dehydrated. God, you can drink like a bottle or two and be fine in that time period. Now, not so much with humidity's picking up. So reassessing kind of what, a, what nutrition you've used in the past, reacquainting yourself with actually taking in enough electrolytes during those long runs, because now you'll actually be sweating on the bike. I meant rides, long rides. Yep. Cause I mean, when it's 55 out and cloudy, you're really not expelling that much sweat on the bike. You basically have a constant cooling system there. Your, right. your body's not going to be pouring sweat. Yeah. You're definitely sweating. It's just not near the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, and it's evaporating at a really, really fast rate too. So you're not sweating at the same like salt rate that you would be when let's say you're doing a Mount St. Helens South Rim ride and it's 85 degrees in August around here. Yeah. So just making sure that you're, you're going through that and staying on top of your nutrition. Yeah. Get all of your stuff pre-stocked up. So it's always there waiting and ready for you. Um, you don't just rely on water too, on those long rides. Mm -hmm. You need to put more in your body than just water. So, um, have yourself some, um, some calories and have yourself some, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. electrolytes or some sort of mix that you can put in. I bottle. always put at least one or two beers Noon. on yes, my, exactly. on my bike. So yeah. I just carry these polar seltzer waters or Kirkland. Cause I'm trying so hard for us to get a sponsorship from them. I just <laughs> right. put them into, you know, my back pockets yeah, and just drink go. them all right. One of those like, um, vests that the, you know, the water with a water bottle vest that they wear in the tour, you know, yeah. what are yeah. those vests called? I don't know. Anyway, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about though. Yeah. Just Kirkland water. I saw they, uh, a couple guys at Kona are using those too. Uh, Patrick Lange was using that. He's got the little sleeves inside of his. Those are like, coo- those are like cooling vests. They're different, right? Oh, so are, they, are those, those different? Cool okay. you down. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times people will use like stocking stuff with ice in there mm-hmm. to cool themselves down. I was talking about the, um, 
the tour. Who are the helper guys in the on the bike? Oh, they go speak. back to the cars. They're handing out the man satchels. Yeah, is it a man satchel? Yeah, they the hand domestics. Out the yeah. Oh yeah, the cool yeah. ones now. Are, the water yeah, so the, I I like the the, the older videos when you would see the guys who would just stuff it down there. Oh, it's incredible. They still do that. I feel the only. I feel like only a couple teams have like the vest that's specific with all the water. You get this water bottle from a guy and it's just covered in sweat on your like. That's that's definitely one of the most unheralded like skills in the pro peloton. Yeah, is those guys' ability to stick eight bottles somewhere in them just somewhere like how do they even i don't know it's like they go back to the car and then they like push 500 watts to get back out to the group and then they're just like handing out bottles and going they're rolling back onto the peloton with god it's got to be a good like 10 or 12 pounds yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's nuts so on that same note um Mm -hmm. take a little bit of time to look at the routes that you're going to go out and do most times if you're going to go do a long route you've pretty got a pretty good idea but Mm -hmm. also know where there's going to be places that you can stop and say get some more food or fill up yeah whatever yeah in bathrooms and all that stuff so know where those things are at and and you know, have a pretty good idea of how far out that's going to be so that you can mm-hmm. kind of yeah. plan your um, hydration and your I nutrition. I took Evan on a ride and I'm like, guys, no stops, no water <laughs> stops until like 65 miles. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh-huh. I gave him a little yep. bit of warning, but I didn't give, like, I felt like no. Quinn, Quinn didn't get much warning on like, hey, no, this I felt, is like I a- felt bad that we didn't warn Quinn. And this is what, whenever I go on a <laughs> long ride a long... with people, I do always warn people like I generally don't, don't stop. Drink. Like yeah. I, I just have always trained really, really low fluid intake. I am not Right. saying that anybody should do that. No. It's usually a bad idea, but I've trained that way for years and years. Yeah. But when I go on those rides, I do realize some people who don't right. train that way, we get to mile 60, 70, and they're like, oh my God, where's the gas station? Oh I'm like, God. oh, we're yeah. in Fawai. I have no You're idea like, where we are right yeah. now. Because so. we, we were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it was like, there's nothing until... Oh, yeah. The full rack ride is, you fun. really get out there. It's an yeah. awesome ride, but yeah, there's not it's a lot of gas bonies, stations. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of gas stations on so that stop. Be aware. Know yep. where those things yeah, are at. That's good Good advice for sure. Or ride yep. with a bunch of people and just hope somebody's going to give you water. That's at what some I was point. like, Quinn, so, yeah. here you go. Here's an extra water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Just drink it, buddy. Like, we're a long ways out. Yeah. So this time of year, there are a lot of clubs and teams mm-hmm. yep. that are looking to grow and they're bringing new people on and they're um, they're actively putting on rides and doing mm-hmm. different events and whatnot. Um, this is a good time of year to connect with uh, with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't people. matter what team or what club it is. You know, do a little bit of research, see if they're going to be a good fit for you and, and go mm-hmm. join up with them. And um, they're going to be a great way to have a fun time during the course of your summer because they're going to be doing yeah. long rides. They're going to be doing races and different events. Um, go out there and find some of those folks. It's a yeah. good time of year to do it. I agree with that. Perfect timing. And a lot of them aren't necessarily like teams. Like I'm thinking like the Vancouver Bike Club where it's just like this is just a club that meets in. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like you're paying a membership fee or you're racing with them or anything like that. They just do rides together. And once you, you know, at the beginning of this season or summer, if you think of it that way, you get to know some of these people and it makes it so much more fun to go like we go ride and we go do these yeah. things. And you have the whole summer to do it. Yeah. So. And it's pretty organized too for oh, yeah. the, the Vancouver Bicycle Club. Um, I'd mm-hmm. say they're probably one of the more organized people when it comes to having all of their rides posted on the calendar. Yeah. They have it up and posted on their, their website, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and people consistently show up to all of those rides and they go out there and they have a good time. It's a good training place too. Um, yeah. I'm a big a, fan of that group. Yeah, yeah, so am I. We have a lot of people on our team that are a member of that club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the, the club stuff, that's perfect. And for the more race curious people, they they jump on over yep. and join dial. So there's a lot of people that are kind of commingling with both mm-hmm. of those. Um, it's fun. So just uh, yeah. take some time, hop on the old Google 
and uh, see where there's one that close Check to you. Check them out. Yeah, absolutely. A ton of rides in this region. Yeah. 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 And then the people that are here in the Pacific Northwest in the Portland area, you can hop on obra.org and you can go on to the team directory and you'll find, uh, I think the last I looked, there was over 50 teams listed on there that are active for this season. Mm-hmm. And that will actually grow as we go through the summer because a lot of the mountain biking teams that are come out and do short track or the, the teams that are very cross-centric, they'll pay their dues and they'll get added yep. to the thing. So <laughs> by the end of the season, fingers crossed, we hit a hundred. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but, um, it, it's a good place to go find people that are like-minded and they usually have a pretty good little bio about themselves. And, um, mm-hmm. if not, there's contact information in there. You can send them a message and say, Hey, where are you located at? What are you guys into? Uh, good place to connect. So yep, yep. cool. Matt. Um, all right. So when I first read the topic, are you ready for summer kind of stuff? Um, I'm thinking the, what everyone else is thinking too, which is like sunscreen, right? Like, yep. <clears throat> So sunscreen, a couple, we'll just talk about sunscreen for a second. Sunscreen expires. You should probably buy a new round of, and I'm guilty of this because I'm using last year's sunscreen, but uh, sunscreen expires. So you should probably snag sunscreen, like a new set of sunscreen for sure um, each year and each season. And one thing that you can do is actually just write like 2019, like right on the sunscreen itself so yep. that you know, like, okay, this is three years old, Matt. It's probably not good anymore. Um, and then when I apply sunscreen in particular, I'm, I'm pretty worried about, um, having sunscreen, uh, drip kind of like from my head or eyebrow into my eyes when I'm writing, cause that burns and it's absolutely horrible and aggravating. And so what I typically do is I'll put it like you know, below the, um, I would say below the sunglass line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that typically helps keep it from, you know, being dripped down and into my eyes and things like so that. You've got a shaved head for those that have never seen you before. Yeah. And you put it on your head so that your head doesn't burn. I have you thought about, I don't usually put a lot of sunscreen on my head. Have you thought I'm, about wearing a skull cap? Um, I have skull cap and there's some other things that I want. I'm like very willing to try. And I experimented with, I think last year or two years ago, like things that would run the sweat away from your eyes. The and halo, like, yeah. There's the halo and there's an, there's another, there's a couple companies that yeah. do some similar things like that. So I started wearing those you, probably eight, nine yeah, years ago. Yeah. I, I wear them almost every single time I ride yep. and they're even black and people are like, well, isn't that going to make your head hot? Nope. Um, yeah. I sweat quite a bit and oh, yeah. it, it keeps the vast majority of the sweat out of my eyes because yeah. it does wick it away. Like it hits that little silicone band that goes across your forehead right. and then it makes its way back and you generally will start to drip off the back Side. behind your ears yep. and the sides. Um, but the, the skull cap itself gets wet and yep. it gets very it's wet. Sometimes like, like you can wring it out and there's like a massive amount of sweat that'll come out of that. Yeah. So you've got the evaporative cooling effect. So yep. it actually helps keep your head quite cool. And in the uh, winter time, Keeps your head warm. So it's yeah. just kind yeah. of like this nice little thing that I've used for a long time. And I, I, I like those skull caps too. Yeah. yeah. Quite nice. a bit. And the other thing with that is like any sort of drips or sunscreen spots or whatever, when it ends up on your glasses, that's so annoying. Oh, I hate it. Like, and so mm. I just know like a hundred miles, like I'm going to be annoyed with my sunglasses yeah. for a and big block of it. I've actually sweat so much coming out of those things that yep. it'll actually start to run down. And you'll feel it coming down the side of your head. Yeah. When I know that it's like that, if I actually will, um, in, when it's safe and I can do so, I'll look straight down at the ground and I'll push my hand against my forehead and it will just ring out. And uh, like, it it'll like be a stream of sweat that'll shoot out. And like, you just That's make gross. sure that you, you turn. Abs- it's right, we awesome. just lost a lot of listeners. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> but it, it will basically ring it out a yeah. little bit. And yeah. then you've got, you know, a good chunk of time before it's going to fill up again so that's how i avoid trying to get the sweat on the old sunglasses yeah. and in the mm-hmm. eyeballs so so sunscreen is good sunscreen in your eyes is bad yeah mm-hmm. that's the moral of that story yeah. agreed so yes. it, back to the sun 
you know, try and avoid riding during peak hours as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. When you're out doing a five or six hour right. ride, you're going to have a hard time doing that unless you're leaving at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, that's, a, you know, a good thing for keeping some of those UV rays off you. Um, you know, you can cover up. They make arm sleeves, like arm warmers, yep. but they're, mm-hmm. they're they're strictly meant for um, evaporative cooling and keeping the UV rays off of you. You can wear those on your arms. Yeah. Um, reapplying sunscreen. Matt, you're... Uh, Wife is probably a big advocate yeah. of sunscreen because she's a medical practitioner. She's looking mm-hmm. up for people's health. What do you know about like the frequency at re- which you have to actually it's, reapply the sunscreen? It's something ridiculous, like every three or four hours. Yeah. But like I don't do mm-hmm. that on a bike. I don't bring sunscreen with no. me. So so I fail. Yeah, fail as a husband. Probably get fail like, as a. <laughs> you could probably get some like little containers, like little travel yeah. containers. It's probably not going to take up too much room no. in your jersey no. pocket to throw that probably in there. Not. It might sound kind of cheesy taking sunscreen with you, but I'd rather. Be called oh, the cheese ball for having a little bottle of sunscreen. I'll make sure next time you're on that so, ride, Matt, that you sure. have that. Thanks, if not, I'll make One, sure I for call tri- my wife. <laughs> <laughs> call my wife. For a triathlon, what I do is I, when I first wake up, I put sunscreen, like, compl- you know, just go crazy and put sunscreen on uh, in inside. the morning. Yeah, well, I, you know, I am. I wake up and I start, I put a whole bunch of sunscreen on. And so then when I go race or whatever it is, like you're out, you're outside a long time, just getting your bike stuff ready, all that yeah. stuff you're getting. And then in Ironman races, what you can do if you are so inclined is when you get out of the water, mm-hmm. they'll sometimes have sunscreen people, which yeah. really for our listeners, they're probably like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, it's people real. that will put yeah. sunscreen on you. They haven't been transitioned to in the transition. The spray yeah. kind or is it, uh, they no, lather up, no, give you like they will lather, lather you up and really it, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. If you want to see just a hilarious thing at a triathlon, go and watch the sunscreen tent. Um, That's funny. I think so funny. for full Ironmans, it's worth, and I don't do a I don't have them do a ton of sunscreen, yeah. but like back of the neck kind of stuff where you know you're just going to be like kind of head down, neck exposed to the sun, and you're going to be, you know, certain spots. Like I don't really mind mm-hmm. too much if my like legs get a little bit of sun or my arms get a little bit of sun, but like I just think like the back of the neck is so exposed that I just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to be out there a long time. So it's worth kind of swinging through there and having someone slap you in the back of the neck with a little bit of sunscreen, and it doesn't take but like two yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah, I think another thing, just to get ready for the summer. And I've mm-hmm. been on this track because I've got family history of skin cancer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I go to the dermatologist every year in the late spring and yeah, I just yeah. have my annual checkup and go see Dr. Ma and she goes yeah. through everything. And um, if there's a problem, then, you know, yeah. she fixes it <laughs> and yep. we go from there. But I think that's a good thing to... The nice thing though is the Pacific Northwest, at least regionally in America, is the lowest incidence of skin cancer. Yeah. So, But I think in that yeah. same breath, a lot of them then forget to put their sunscreen yes, on in exactly. the summertime. That's just then, as dangerous as it is. That burns, yeah. Yep. Just go see a, a medical professional. It's good to have mm-hmm. that kind of stuff checked out, especially yeah, in places that you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't always see, like you know, your ears and your nose and your neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are places that are pretty common for cyclists to get skin cancer, and just got to have a look at that. Especially stuff. the nose. The yeah. nose is very, very common. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Evan, what's another one? Um, oh, I'm glad we're off the sunscreen one because I'm being a huge hypocrite over I know. here. Being well, like, didn't we talk about go like, see sun? Yeah, everybody wear sunscreen. Seriously, yeah. everybody should wear sunscreen. I think so. Yeah, but uh, another one right right now with the summer stuff. So coming into the summer, the other cool thing is I know we're going back to like bike racing here, but there's, this is like my favorite bike racing season for the professional scene, especially because you got, we're in the tour of Italy right now. Oh yeah. We bump straight into July when you got the tour de France I know. and then you end it with the Vuelta, which is the tour of Spain. And you just got these three great grand tours, like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate now next year we're going to get this for the summer is you get the Olympics tossed in there too. Yeah. And that's just where you have endless supply of like bike racing things to watch why even go outside i know just stand seriously. and watch seriously yeah <laughs> ride during the day watch in the evening we'll go oh, with that okay. thank god they're over in europe too so you'd have to be waking up super early but yeah 
that's a uh, fun racing. That's good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> Just gotta love it though when you're out on the ride and somebody already knows. And oh, that's the worst. Spoiler. Oh my god. Yeah. No, has everybody watched it? Did you see Cav? Did you see like, what Peter you, know, you ruined it today? Yeah, you ruined it already, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoy getting dropped right now, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or my favorite would be like, uh, yeah, especially if it's like a big uh, GC stage or anything like that. Oh. And you're like, oh man, did you see what happened to Froome? The tone of voice, like, oh like, wow, cool, okay. It, so. <laughs> I already know too much. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna expand upon something that Lance said before he went. Um, just basically knowing your schedule and and mm-hmm. and kind of backfilling stuff. I'm gonna talk about that just a little bit more because I think that that's one that can easily be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple different caveats to this as well, or different things that that I want people to think about. Um, know your summer schedule, like know mm-hmm. what races you're going to do ahead of time as much as you possibly can and know your traveling schedule. It's summertime mm-hmm. here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, there's just so much to do and you can get this full on overload. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to miss that. And you don't, you also don't want to miss your races. So try and, and like make everything work and then go mm-hmm. back and backfill with your training rides and the rides that you want to get done and put those all in the calendar as well so that you've got a good organized set of mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, two, three months and you're not going to miss a beat. Um, it's too easy to go through this whole winter training program, get into the spring training program with some spring racing and almost get a little bit burnout. And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got all these other things coming up. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I haven't ridden my bike for you know two, three, four or five weeks, whatever it is, yep. just because I've been so busy. So you don't want that to happen. You don't want to get burned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you put something on the calendar, odds are, you're going to train for it. So that's going to keep you accountable to your training program. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, is you don't want to script a family trip or you don't want to put things into your calendar and and say, I'm going to do all these training rides and like, Oh crap, I forgot to put this camping trip that we're going on. And next thing you know, I'm not training and next thing you know, my results going to be poor. So make sure that to a T you put it on a calendar, make sure that you understand what it is that you need to be doing and hold yourself accountable and, and tell other people too. So they'll hold Mm -hmm. you accountable to that. That, that, that's something that, that I'm personally going to deal with this summer because I had it all planned out to a T last year and my whole summer yep. went sideways. So I really yep. want to make up for that. And if I'm not careful, I don't want to burn myself out. I don't want to mm-hmm. screw up a family trip and I don't want to, um, you know, miss out on having a good result in a race because I was just overwhelmed with too many things going on or burned yeah. out from everything else I'm doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think, I think it's good to, especially with the summer, when you look at the summer, it's basically let's include part of May in there. You're basically looking at like part of May, June, July, August, and September in Correct. this region. Yeah. So I, it, at least I know for me, and I know not, not all cyclists would try to do it this way, but I know at least for my schedule, it was good to have a period of the summer where I can have my little brother come out here and we go on fun hiking trips together, yeah. which we love doing together each year. Um, you can take that time with your either significant other or your kids. If you have kids to do a weekend like that, mm-hmm. make sure you go to the coast, especially if you're new to this region, go, go to the coast. Like yeah. I've only been here two years and some of the most beautiful things I've seen were uh, those coastal mountain hikes over like, you know, towards Cannon Beach and everywhere out sure. there. Just absolutely worth a weekend. And then set up for for me, I'll just use myself as an example. I'll be August and the first week of September is my race like time period. I have three I'm I'm mm-hmm. trying to do three races in six weeks. So knowing that you have that coming up, now I can plan for okay, late May and June and early June is when I do the hiking stuff. I want to get some of that stuff done. Want to mm-hmm. go have some fun weekends and then kind of know that, you know, you got to prepare at some point yeah. for 
you know, once, once you're a month out from a big bike race or a big triathlon, you better be really putting in some good weekends. Yeah. So, well, you know, your body pretty well, and that's why you're racing mm-hmm. as professional and you know, your schedule yeah. relatively well, and you're probably one of the busier people that I know you're mm-hmm. an anomaly that can get through all of this stuff I also without kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, but you can get through all this stuff without the, the convenience of having a coach help walk you through the whole process. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I, I'm going to say like, nine people out of 10 are going to have a hard time yeah. managing their life. They're, Just they're, communicating with your coach. I exactly. think is big. I'm glad you mentioned the coach part. So most people probably listen. Well, is that a good, do you think most people listening probably have coaches of some sort? Uh, it's probably more what do you like think for cyclists, Jake. What's it like percent? Cause I know for triathlon, I'd say most triathletes have a coach. I don't know. I'm, I'd say maybe so. half. 50, okay. 50? I'd know. say that's a pretty what high number for cycling. I'd for cycling less. I'd say less. I'd say less. maybe a quarter. Okay. okay I, yeah. that, that's my honest opinion. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of those people are reliant on, you know, talking with their peers. So like a team yeah. and then saying, Hey, what are you doing? And then they start to mimic and whatnot. Group rides training Group, too. Yeah. That's another way. Yeah. Um, a lot of these guys are self-taught through like just doing their own online research, yeah. like reading Joel Friel's book or going mm-hmm. on YouTube and, and checking out all the GCN videos yeah. and kind of learning that way. Um, I wonder how many people are like Lance where they're just like, I just go ride. I yeah. just go ride a lot, you know, and that, that yeah. does and work. He, it does work to a certain extent because you're going to yeah. ride how you feel. And yeah. he's a, he's a competitive chap. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to get after it. And you if he's a certain personality, if he's to not to train well that yeah, way, if he's not feeling it, he takes a day off yeah. or a complete day off or he'll just ride easy. That's kind of how a training program is going to flow. It is. So it is. Um, but yeah, I'd say like, if you're, if you're really a competitive person, mm-hmm. you want to put a lot of stuff on the calendar. You want to make sure that you're as efficient with everything that you're doing as possible. And you mm-hmm. want to have that time for your family and to go do your trips and all that other fun stuff. It's probably not a bad idea to seek out the uh, expert advice and guidance yeah. from a coach. I yeah. think that that's a good idea. Just to keep yourself in check too. I know yeah. for, especially if you're hyper competitive, sometimes you could coach somebody else. Great. Sure. When it comes to coaching, we all like to believe that we're invincible. Yeah. We really do like, you know, whether, whether we think it or not, you feel good on a recovery week and all of a sudden you just ruined that recovery week by going out and doing three hard days. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Sometimes having somebody to answer to makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Matt, you got another one for us? You know, um, I mentioned that I did an open water swim this morning. I would say, you know, as it's summertime, like this is the best time to do open water swimming. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, you can take the early kind of time frame here or beginning of the summer to kind of same thing with a bike, like make sure everything's functional. Same thing on open water swimming is you may want to make sure that your wetsuit is in proper yeah. order. Um, that a lot of people will might have like a bag specific to that, you know, their open water swimming stuff. Glide, make sure you have glide, <laughs> body glide. You know, it's just like all these things you get to the lake and you for, you've forgotten something, then mm-hmm. it's kind of too late. Um, I, I like this, um, this little flotation thing and it's really, it's bright orange. And the reason it's bright orange, um, is because it floats behind you and you drag it, but it, it's so that boats don't see you, um, which is not necessarily always a problem, but it's also there as a little safety flotation thing. If you get in some sort of panic situation, you can grab it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that some of these things are just kind of worth having on hand, you know, make sure that you have it. You can put all of that stuff in a specific open water bag. Not that I do that, but I should, uh, you know, along with your body glide and, you know, your yeah. wetsuit stuff and, um, the other thing is it's still not quite super warm here yet. Um, and so the, in that bag, in your open water bag, you can have some other things like um, uh, a warmer, like thermal cap mm-hmm. or even like, you know, booties and gloves and stuff too. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're experiencing pretty cold water. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just keep all your stuff together and double check at the beginning of each season. So this is the time to do it. 
Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And yep. just to add to that, I, I we've talked about this before in the past. I use a, a little app, but there's so many apps out there that are list makers or list managers where you can create lists for different things. Um, I've got this one particular app that I use. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's in the app store anymore, hmm. but um, it, it's still on my phone and it works perfectly and it syncs via Google and all that other stuff. But there's a million out there. Go find one. Make a list of um, all of the things that you're supposed to have. I still look at that every single time before I go to a race. Not to, not that I'm going to like forget, oh, you're supposed to take a helmet, you knucklehead, but it's a matter of just looking at that and then having that mental checklist of like, did I put that in my bag and it is in the car? So I'll have a list of everything yeah. that I would possibly need to go to a race. You know, Running is like, just bring your shoes, dummy. But like, correct. you get into, I think you get into biking and triathlon and there's so much stuff. That there's you a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Timer. Triathlons, triathlon's like the biggest stressor. Did you bring like, your race belt with yeah, for your, I mean, there's just so much. Your skull cap, your sunglasses. Yeah. There's just a million things. Yeah, so everything. having that just before you put the car in reverse and pull out of the driveway, mm-hmm. um, just take a look at that list real quick. It only takes a few seconds. And like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I actually have is, it in my phone. I have a reminder in my phone. Saved yeah. my bacon mm-hmm. to run back in the house and get something because oh, yeah. it happened to me too many times. Oh, yeah. Like I'll mm-hmm. be driving to an event. I'm like, oh no, did I forget my shoes? Yeah. yeah, that's happened to me before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it happened to all of us. So. I was actually driving away to go and God, were we? Yeah, this is when we were heading to the airport in Tennessee, and I had decided not to put my wetsuit. I think in our um, oh, yeah. box that time. Right. Just forgot. Had to drive back real quick. Grab it. Put yeah, it back wow. in before we let out. Luckily, it was like right as I was pulling out of the apartment. I was like checklist. What do I need? Wetsuit. Wasn't even a wetsuit legal swim, so it didn't matter at the end of the day. But that would have been a serious bummer. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a good one, Matt. I like that. Evan, you got any more? Um, no, summer wise is this just such a fun time of year. It oh, really man. is. Like get back out there and like get back with your running group that maybe went away a little bit while yeah. it was raining and cold. Get back with the open water. Come do our, you know, open water swims here coming up. Yep. They're a blast to get in there They're with people. Fun. And definitely get out and do some group rides together. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that kind of goes away. I think for some people during the winter, you get into the the Zwifting world or whatever, and you get you forget that those are actually people you can go outside and ride sure. with too. Yeah, and yeah. Th- this is the time of year for it. Well, just as we tiptoe into the start of summer um, mm-hmm. here in the Pacific Northwest, we're starting to get better days, and they're going to be coming mm-hmm. more frequently. On those days, um, try and take advantage of maybe trying a few new things. Uh, or like learn some new tricks or tips like um you know if you're still riding on flats maybe it's a good time to go use a clipless pedal and and try Mm -hmm. that out so that you're not out there doing it when the weather's absolutely terrible yeah Yeah. pouring down rain on you just go out there and try something new so clipless pedals is a good place to go in there Mm -hmm. working on some little bike handling skills and techniques and if you yeah yeah. if you want to have us send you some uh some ideas of some things that you can work on ping us on our facebook page at Mm doll podcast and we'll be happy to get back to you or you go check out the uh the youtube channel that are out there they'll show you a myriad of things that you can look at and say oh, yeah. oh that's pretty cool i want to try that you know yeah and go give it a shot you know yep. see how you can make yourself a better uh you know cyclist or you know i'm sure that there's swim stuff you know go go try a, a little swim series at a local lake and mm-hmm. people are putting on yeah here yeah. in canvas they can help you out with yeah, some absolutely. swim stuff um so that's one and then the, another one is um as we get into the start of summer uh, there's going to be so many opportunities to try different new disciplines mm-hmm. you know have you ever done a short track mountain bike race have you ever done a gravel ride before on mm-hmm. a gravel bike have you ever done like mountain biking in general or um trying a triathlon or just any of that kind of stuff don't be afraid to go out there and try that out because the summertime is a good place to go in and actually start to do these things on a more consistent basis where it's yeah. fun and safe. 
that you might actually fall in love with something that you didn't know and it's going to help break up the monotony of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So yeah. um, I'm kind of feeling personally like not in a rut from mountain bike or road bike riding. I love it, but mm-hmm. I need a little yeah. bit more diversity. And that That's a perfect reminder of like, oh, go out there and finish the, doing the work on the cross bike that you were trying to finish up or mm-hmm. get yeah. your get on your mountain bike and go for a mountain bike ride. And remember that there are other disciplines. It doesn't have to be super centric on just one yeah. thing. So it's a good time of year to work on those things and go Absolutely. find some stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Anything else, guys? I'm excited for summer. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> for my my last recommendation would be to come visit the Pacific Northwest where oh, we yeah. live. Or uh, don't. Well, so I... Because we... <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. No, it's terrible here. It's terrible Please here. don't come. <laughs> don't no, come I just, here. I, I grew up in Alabama and it's like... And, you know, in the summertime, the, there's all this pressure to come, you know, come home and visit family and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the time to stay in the Pacific yes. Northwest. People need yes. to come visit us here. It is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, we just have these perfect days. We, I was just talking about this with, the, uh, I, I went out with a group to dinner last night and we were all talking about how there's like these different weddings everybody was going to. And we were all joking. We're like, oh yeah, I'm just coming up with excuses to not go to weddings because I want to yeah. stay in the Pacific Northwest each weekend yeah. because people are coming here and this is... This, this is, is where time. you do the fun stuff. Yeah. This is the time for sure. Yeah. You know so. what's awesome too? And some of the, my most fond memories of just going out and riding with Matt, uh, like on a mm-hmm. weekday night, yep. we're leaving the house at like six o'clock and yeah. we go ride 50 miles and we get home and yeah. the sun's still up for it's another like hour. It's still it, up. It's, yeah. it's still light out until almost 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's nuts. And that's crazy. so spectacular. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful here in the summer. It's hard. I mean, because you get a lot of pressure to go travel in the summer and yeah. Yeah. Man, like December's I said, we're, we're, we're staying put. We'll do all of our traveling in yeah. the the winter months. Or also, you can so. try. There's Mount St. Helens, Mount Hood. There's mountains, yep. ocean, river, mountains, forest ocean, here. Where, like, where are you going to go? It's going to be much better than that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, staying local, going camping, mm. going bike riding. It's going to be glorious. Oh yeah, ready for the summer. <laughs> all right, one last thing, Evan. Um, today, as Jake had mentioned, is Memorial Day, and uh, me myself, having grown up a military brat, I always feel yeah. that it's important for me to to Absolutely. talk about that shortly. My uh, dad was in the Air Force, um, so was his uh, stepfather and his father were both in the Air Force as well, and uh, my mom's dad was in the Air Force, so my uh, step-grandfather and my mom's dad were both very, very interesting Air Force stories. Uh, my mom's dad had a purple heart, actually. Wow. Um, and my um, uh, dad's fa- stepfather, who was really the father that he knew and was my grandfather growing up, was actually a Tuskegee Airman, which is wow. a little note. Like, if I ever say, like, interesting facts about my family, that that's cool. always the one. He was an incredible human being. Absolutely. He, we, we used to say we needed to sit there with a tape recorder and have him just talk into it for two days and you could have written an incredible biography on that man. Mm-hmm. But, um, just, you know, that's, that's all I really want to say. His name was Joe Conley and he was an incredible human being, but yeah, that, um, uh, he was born in the Cayman islands and, uh, has a pretty crazy story on how he got up to America, but basically had to ride a boat through a hurricane Jeez. to get up to America. I'm, I'm telling the very spark notes version of that story, but um, you know, went to college as a black man in a time when that was not very accepted right. and, you know, ascended through the air force and was part of the Tuskegee airmen, which if you're listening to this and you're a little bit younger and you don't know who the Tuskegee airmen were, it's definitely on, on Memorial day worth a Google search Absolutely. and you should probably sit there and read the whole thing. Cause sure. it's a pretty incredible story, but yeah, just, um, happy Memorial day to everybody. And, you know, I know it's the beginning of summer and very exciting and it's just a day that, you know, everybody can kind of remember those, those people, you know, everybody has a family or friend or mm-hmm. somebody who served. So just yeah. always remember that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good call. Cool. Matt, one last thing. 
I think on this podcast we mentioned the Fallen Leaf Open Water Swim Series about 12 times. Woo. So let's do it a 13. Th- okay, let's do that. Yeah. And um, What is this again? It's a, <laughs> it is a free open water swim series in Camas, Washington. Uh, people can come and join and have part, you know, partake in the fun. If you want to find out more information about it, uh, I did do a video on my YouTube channel. You sure did. I think yeah. last week. So you can check that out. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash M Legrand, M L E G R A N D. So check out the video up with the pop singer. Matt that, there's another <laughs> pop. There's a pop singer on uh, YouTube as well named Matt Legrand. He's, you know, only slightly better than I am. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then the, um, the other place would be like Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. We have like a Facebook group for Fallen Leaf for the Fallen Leaf Lake. Oh, for for the series, there's mm-hmm. a Facebook group. Yeah, okay. there's events and things like that. So if people are all on Facebook, and I know pe- not everyone's on Facebook, uh, but the thing to search would be Fallen Leaf Lake uh, Free Open Water Swim Series, and you should be able to find the group. You know, hop on there, ask to join. You will be approved, and you will be in. You'll get all the information about the race. Mm-hmm. There's even like a course map of you know how to go on the route and stuff like that for the yeah. for the race itself. And I will try to post more videos to the YouTube. Cool. Yeah. And just so that people know, yep. this is everything from your brand new entry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beginner, like baby steps, yeah. like like my wife, for instance. Yes. <laughs> to you've got pro triathletes that are going to be out there. Yeah. I have impressed. Um, <laughs> and not exactly the strongest swimming pro triathletes, but there yeah. will be great swimmers. But still, out there, yeah. you've got a very diverse crowd, which is great because yeah. the newbies. There was a ton of people there yeah. last year, too. The newbies fun. should not feel discriminated no. or yeah. discouraged or nervous about going to this. Mm-hmm, um, right. They should like embrace this thing and come on out. If, if I was, if I'm going back to myself when I was new to open water swimming, it was very scary for me too. Yeah. Cause I did yeah. not, I mean, me and Matt did not come from swimming background from swimming background. So I remember open water to me was, I was excited about it, but it was nerve wracking. Yeah. This, this would be the thing I wish I had had an opportunity to go to at that time. Only thing that I'll say if you're kind of new to swimming is, you know, don't start in the front. You know, I noticed yeah. a couple <laughs> people were saying like, Oh, I'm going to start at six fifteen. Like that's the wrong time to start. Like yeah. the, the, they're going to, we're going to start at six 30. And if you want to avoid traffic, go, you know, at six 35 or something, mm-hmm. like, you know, so don't start in front of the fast group, like start, you know, after the, that back group. Cause I don't yeah. want anyone getting run over in the yeah, water. You, and you, like you that. don't want to get run over in the yep. water. That, that could be a little nervous. Yep. So you'd run me over if I had my floaties on my arms and Absolutely. I was just out there plugging Only away. if you're on a stand up paddleboard, I would drag the paddleboard down with me. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> all right. Um, my one last thing is that I have several one last things. Oh no. Yeah. It says, it says right in there. But one it's one. It's like the, the asking the genie says you got one wish things. and I'm going to wish for three more wishes. Yeah, so. A few last okay. things. <laughs> um, the first one, short track is coming. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So just put a bunch of posts up on the, the whole Dallas cycling team. Um, mm-hmm. you know, our, our groups and pages and whatnot. Um, getting people excited for that. It actually starts a week from tonight. So next week when we record this, it'll be the day that short track starts. And that's a fun mm-hmm. time. Wow. It's at Portland International Raceway. It's on the infield. So it's yeah. all off-road. Um, it's kind of like a, a little bit of like a, a cyclocross-esque kind of course. That, that's like the, the majority of it. So you're running through trees and ups and downs and all around. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of routing you all over the place. But then they route you into the motocross track. So you get to ride on the motocross track for about a third to half of the race, which is a blast. Yeah. So you're, you're you're not jumping stuff, but you're rolling over like big tabletops and doubles and triples and berms and all that other fun stuff. And most people are using mountain bikes for this, right? Uh, the vast majority. Right. There, are, uh, there are definitely people out there riding uh, cross bikes and they've got something for everybody. Uh, they've even got mm-hmm. a little kitty cross thing. They've got a little separate uh, cycle or it's kind of like a cyclocross, but miniature style for kids that are aged like three and up. And 
you got little kids out there on the strider bikes and that's awesome you know they're all out there cruising around doing the whole thing and then they've got your your kids cat one get to do one lap of the whole course mm -hmm. and then they've got a juniors division and then they've got everything broken out um, by age and ability level so you've got your cat three would be the lowest level and it's um set up for all of your you know age different groups from like you know whatever 19 or 18 years old up to yeah. like whatever age and you've got it all the way up to cat one and then they've got the men's elite pro and then they've got um, single speed so they've got something for everybody and it's not one of those things where they've got so many different divisions that they're only like four or five people in a particular class some of these fields are like 30 40 people deep i mean they're yeah. pretty stinking big and you uh you know you gotta go out there and work your butt off to get to the front of that field so yeah. uh they'll you know line everybody up there's three different waves that go out throughout the day um after the, the kid stuff is done um and you know after in, within each wave i think there's usually three or four different people that they'll like groups that they'll send out on the course yeah. in, in different waves um so it's it's pretty well organized there's a lot of people it's a lot of fun and our team does a really good job of showing up we'll usually have That's 25 cool. 35 sometimes 40 people that'll show up just mm -hmm. from our team for that race so fun stuff come on out and join us That's oh, awesome. Yeah. yes um another little one last thing um we or I, I started a, a Flickr page for the Dialed Cycling Team. Oh, yeah. So if you guys ever want to cool. go check out some of the pictures that are there, um, I'm going to actually not just limit it to Dialed Cycling. There's other people that are going to be photographed while we're out there at like a, a race. Um, so you might find some other, if you're out there racing and you knew that we're out there taking pictures, you might find yourself in there as well. Um, posting up all those pictures for free. Um, they're super high res, so you can download them and have those for your, your use if you'd like. And that's just going into Flickr. Um, which is a pretty cool little place to store your photos and mm -hmm. uh, search up dialed cycling and that will uh, okay. point you in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, I think it's going to be this Friday that we're going to start our little social Friday ride. Um, mm -hmm. Name oh. name to come soon. So going into a weekend, generally speaking, people are going to work their butts off or they're going to have a race or there's going to be a hard training ride or whatnot. So the last thing you want to be doing is going out and having a throwdown on a Friday night. Yeah. So, okay. um, a lot of times though, if you're going to have a race, you're going to want to go ride easy and just do a little, um, like kind of keep the legs fresh, maybe a couple little openers in there to play around. Um, or, you know, if you want to come out and ride with our team or our group or whatever, whoever's coming out, um, and you want to get to know us a little bit more and you're coming to maybe one of our Saturday rides, um, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to talk because we're all out there just dropping the hammer. Yeah. And sometimes people feel a little bit intimidated to show up to these rides because we do ride relatively hard mm -hmm. and that might be a deterrent from them to even come out and get to know us to see if it's going to be a good fit for them. So what we're going to be doing is, um, having these little social Friday rides. Um, we'll be posting these up on our different media channels and all try and actually post it up on the dial podcast for those that might be interested here locally to join us and it'll be just a short ride probably hour hour and 20 minutes um we're gonna ride to a destination we might even stop and get a cup of coffee or an ice cream or something like that we'll we'll see and then we'll mm -hmm. we'll head on back and it's going to be completely 100 casual conversational paced so that anybody can show up um We've got juniors who will be coming out to join us. We've got some of mm -hmm. our new people that are going to be wanting to join the team to come out and join us. Yeah. Um, it's a good place for us to get to know you and answer questions. Um, and hopefully you can meet some of the guys on the Dow podcast. Not yeah. that that's a, <laughs> a thing go. that you need to be proud of. But Lance will probably yeah. be there. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So mm -hmm. kind of looking forward to that. Um, and then one last thing. Um, there's a, a gentleman who <laughs> who has a, a YouTube page here locally, and I wanted to give him a shout out. I uh, our, our team caught wind of this, and they um, 
have been posting it on all of our social media or basically on our um, closed group. So not the, mm-hmm. the whole world can't see what we've got going on, but every yeah. time you post one of these videos up, it, it actually gets reposted to our um, social media places where our team you know congregates. And he's been posting up all of the uh, PIR races and mm-hmm. they're, I've seen this guy. They're, they're comical. They're pretty funny. I love mm-hmm. his analysis. Yep. And he actually gives a shout out in there. He, uh, he said that he listens to the Dow podcast and he knows nice. what we're all up to <laughs> and, and he's calling us out for our shenanigans of going out there and trying to attack and whatnot. Um, and I thought that was really cool. But um, in, in that vein, I wanted to say thank you for, for listening. And I wanted everybody to, because we talk about PR so often. I yeah. love a race videos too, just in general. Yeah. I love when guys and post race he videos. Breaks them, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, a PR race is usually about an hour and he basically shrinks it down to maybe 8, 10, 12 minutes or something like that with commentary. Good commentary. It's it, funny. Funny, yeah. I love and you stuff, get to yeah. see a lot of the people and I, I know everybody out there just about who's racing, well, from our team and then a lot of the other folks as well. But um, go check it out. It's it's a really kind of cool thing. Uh, subscribe to his channel so that you can get some updates and um, get to know him. His name, his, his name, if I'm not mistaken, is Dylan Wiggins and his uh, YouTube channel is Swap Face 2, but that's spelled with a C. So it's C-W-A-P face, F-A-C-E, and then the number two you can go on there and to his channel and subscribe and check out all the videos and a lot of times what we're talking about is something that you can see unfold right there mm-hmm. on his youtube channel so uh dylan thank you for posting those up keep up the good work and we appreciate Absolutely. it yeah, yeah thanks for listening to again so those are my one last things great that's awesome yeah. i any, like it any closing notes are you guys ready to go uh, enjoy the rest of your memorial day i think we're good are we gonna go for a ride we should it's yeah, yeah we need to get in something before it rains yeah is it gonna rain today yep. yeah Oh, you're killing the smalls. Yep, I know. All right. Well, Lance, we hope you're having fun out there at your uh, discoteca. Yes. (laughs) Having fun with that. You guys, thank you for coming in and sharing your Memorial Day with us here. So good catching up with you. All the folks out there listening, thank you for uh, coming back for another one. And we really do appreciate that. Say hi to us on our Facebook and our Instagram pages at Dial Podcast. And don't forget to... um, like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a good rating because that really does help us we want to push this mm-hmm. thing into the next stratosphere and we can't do that without you so thank you thank you for listening you guys all have a great week bye for now